Well, hello and God bless you. Welcome to BlendCouragesYou.com, where we bring you the word of the Lord to encourage you to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blend, and I do count it a blessing from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to be here with all of you. Episode number 77 of our podcast. Well, BCU family, if you've been hanging in here with us, we have been on the singles chalkboard for the past couple of weeks, and we're going back there again today. So please go ahead and take this time to get your notebooks, something to write with, a snack, and settle on in. Blank Courages You is coming to you with my interview with Bonnie Johnson. That's what's coming up next. All right, BCU family, so welcome back. Welcome back, and if it's your first time here, welcome to the BCU family. We are so glad that you're here. Thank you so much for tuning in. So for my first-time listeners, let me catch you up on what we're doing here today. So for the past couple of weeks, we have been focusing on our singles population, and I happen to be a one in that number myself. And we have been interviewing a wonderful woman of God in the person of Bonnie Johnson. So Bonnie and I happened to meet last year at our church convocation after a workshop that we were involved with uh, for single people. (laughs) And in speaking with Bonnie, she started to tell me about the wonderful things that God was doing in her life and about a missions trip that she took that changed her life. And it is her mission to let everyone that is single know to go ahead and live your life now and don't wait until you get married. So you can go back and check out the first two installments of our interview. If you're on the BlendCouragesYou.com page, those podcast episodes should actually be on the main page. So you can uh, take a look at the main page or type in Bonnie. V as in Victor, O-N-N-I-E, in the search bar, and it will bring up those episodes that you need to check out. If you happen to be listening via Stitcher Radio or iTunes or SoundCloud or Google Play, you should be able to go back into the main menu and you'll see those episodes listed so that you can listen and be blessed. So in part three and the finale of our interview, Bonnie is going to give us a glimpse into the mindset of the people that she ministered to in South America and how different it is from many of us in the United States of America, as well as reflecting on where God has brought her from, you know, this quiet little country girl uh, to who she is now. So I don't want to spoil too much of what it is that we talked about. So what I'm going to do without further ado is get into the podcast interview uh, with Bonnie Johnson. So give it a listen and I'll be back at the end to talk with you. Here we go. All right. So I've got my girl sister, Bonnie Johnson, with us for part three of our interview. So last time we were together, we were talking about her trip to South America. And what resonated with me is how grateful these people of God were for what we would consider lack. And they were happy 
um, to be, you know, in the house of the Lord with what little that they did have. You know, uh, Bonnie was saying that there were, you know, there were no windows and there was industrial fans and stuff. And some of the pictures, and they'll be posted up on the site, you can see the praise and the worship. And it was real and true. And how many of us fuss because the church is too hot or it's too cold outside or, you know, the seats are uncomfortable? You know, how many of us do that? How many of us do that? And really, we should be grateful. We really should be grateful and thankful to God for what it is that he provides for us. And we, we, we ought to remember our brothers and sisters who are not in such great living conditions and continue to ask the Lord to keep them and to cover them and to help them to continue uh, to be blessed in, in the conditions that they're in and for our hearts to be moved to be more grateful. Because if they came over here, Sister Vani, I'm thinking that they would think these are like mansion-like qualities in some um, of our yeah. edifices, right? Yeah, definitely. They would think that we had it. They would probably think that we were just overly abundant rich. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, and, and even with them, they didn't really focus on time, uh, with time, because the church started like at 730, but some nights we didn't get out there till midnight, and they walked home. They didn't have street lights. Wow. Their kids walked home with them. Um, on one of the pictures, I believe I sent, where their kids are on the outside looking through because the church was so packed, mm. there was enough room for everybody in the inside. And, I mean, it was just amazing to see how grateful they were. And then our last few days there, we went into the city. And not saying they weren't grateful, but they were not as grateful as those that had left because Mm. these churches had windows and they were the big fancy churches and stuff. So we actually really enjoyed Mongo. Um, we enjoyed all of it. The Mongo was actually where our heart was because um, the people there were so receptive to us. And, you know, we got to minister to the young women, as I stated. Even the young men, um, just different stuff, was able to, you know, talk to them and just show them, you know, deposit into them something that, you know, they could hold on to um, to continue to go forth in Christ. Wow. That, that is amazing. And it just puts a spark in my heart to think about, you know, what we can do outside of, of where we are in the United States of America, because there are so many folks that need that, that encouragement and they need love and they need to know that, that Jesus loves them and, you know, that we're praying for them and that, um, you know, you have brothers and sisters in Christ, you know, not only in your local area, but worldwide that are praying for you and that are, you know, just looking to the Lord to bless you abundantly. And, um, you know, I, I think that we often don't think outside of our own church or outside of our own organization, if you will, depending on, you know, where you do go to church. Sometimes we just kind of think in a box and we've got to think that there are other people um, that, that know Christ, that have had the Acts 238 experience and that they're filled with the Holy Ghost. And, you know, we need to continue to keep them in prayer too, not just, you know, us here or the ones that we see. Right. Amen. Yes. So, okay, that that's good to know and something to think about because I'm, very often I don't think that we do. So, all right, that that is good. That's amazing. So 14 days, um, you enjoyed that. Did you pick up any of the local language? Because I think um, there's some French spoken there and Dutch, if I'm not mistaken. It was, and they tried to teach us how to say hello and different stuff like that. I didn't quite pick up much. They um, they eat totally different than, than we do, so um, I was able to 
shared a few pounds while I was over there. Um, they eat a lot of Chinese food. Um, they're very hospitable. Every After every service, they always had to go food for us to go so that we could have food to eat on the way home um, because each trip on the on um, the van was an hour and a half. So it took us about an hour and a half to get to church each wow. night. Wow. We made sure that, you know, we had food to eat and different stuff like that. But, you know, they eat totally different than we do. And unfortunately, I'm a little funny here. So, yeah, it was it was quite interesting. The grocery stores were, were different. And so it was, it, it was really a life-changing experience. Mm-hmm. The truth was. And, you know, I want to go back to something that you said a little earlier about the time and how you said church started, I think you said around 730, and sometimes you didn't get out until midnight. And uh, what kind of came up in my heart was how time conscious we can be when we're in the house of the Lord, especially during altar call. Yes where we start to get fidgety. Um, I noticed that a lot of the times that's when people start to head out. And w- while it's understandable, you know, you've got to go to work or, you know, I get that part of things, you know, I-, I just wonder, shouldn't we be more tolerant of Dr. Jesus doing his work? Because if we, were on a, we were on an operating table and, you know, the doctor looked down and said, it's three o'clock, I got to go. And he just left you there in the middle of your procedure. What would we wouldn't want? We wouldn't put up with that. No, we were like, uh, uh-uh. and and that's very true because even when we would get back to the room, which would maybe be about one thirty, two o'clock, um, we would still hike because the people wanted to be delivered. Wanted it, you know. They were pulling on us so much that you were so drained when you left there. Mm-hmm. All you could do was take a shower and just lay in the presence of God because, I mean, they just pulled on you so much for deliverance. Mm-hmm. You know, they pulled on you just for you to just for you to say something to them because you know the young girls would just walk by us and just look kind of shy. And um, that Saturday when we did the women's conference. They just wanted to take pictures with us, you know. They really made us feel like we were special, Mm -hmm. but wanted them to know that they were special. But we were special to them, and they wanted to take pictures. And once when we came in and embraced them to let them know that we were there to love on them, it was a whole different atmosphere because Mm -hmm. at first they were kind of, you know, standoffish, like they couldn't touch us. So we made ourselves available to them. We took pictures with them, and we gave away T-shirts and different stuff of the sort, you know, just to let them know that we were there for them. Mm. And a few of the young women that traveled with us have had um, different things that had happened in their lives as young children, and so they were able to share their testimonies with the young kids, and a few of them came up and said, thank you, you know, I'm having the same problem at home, but Mm -hmm. now I know how to deal with it, you know, thanks for giving me the encouragement to know that I can make it through this, you know, because some of the young women, you know, they were like, you know, my father's messing with me, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's a hard pill to swallow, Mm and my father's supposed to be the one that loves me, but he's the one that's sexually abusing me, Mm -hmm. and my mom won't do anything about it because she doesn't want to get hurt. Right, right. You know, it's just amazing to see the things 
And not saying that it doesn't happen here in the United States, but just amazing to see the things that these young kids was going through, and they really had no outlet mm-hmm. because mom's not going to do anything about it because mom doesn't want dad to, you know, mm-hmm. to her. Mm-hmm. In so many other words, it was just the lifestyle that they had to live mm-hmm. until they were old enough to, you know, get out of it. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And here, you know, there's advocates a lot of times and, you know, you're going to school and the teachers get involved and all that sort of thing. And we've got social service agencies that help in a lot of those cases, whereas in other countries, there's no such thing. Right. And then, you know, someone was like, you know, I, just, I, I can't tell it, you know, and I, don't want, I don't want anything to happen to my mom. So, you oh. know, you know, they just, they just dealt with it. Mm hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but to have the encouragement from us and the word of God being preached to them and, you know, just letting them know that they can make it, you know, never know who life we could have saved from that, you right. know, from casting out the suicide spirit or, mm-hmm. you know, anything of the sort, mm-hmm. you know, even them wanting to hurt whoever was hurting them, mm-hmm. you know, just amazing to see the freedom Mm-hmm. That was wow that that just that spoke to my heart it spoke to my heart and also i thought about too that who's to say that when these folks didn't get back home that 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 spirit of molestation or whatever it is who's to say that it didn't leave exactly who's to say who's to say because god is, is he's amazing like that that you know all of a sudden you know this man has lost his desire to you know do these things so who is to say yeah. That it happen. Exactly. Mhm. Mhm. And it's just awesome how God has led your life with all of what you have gone through and all of what um has happened to you and all of what he's brought you through to bring you to the place to be able to minister to others. When you look back over it's like, "Wow." <laughs> right, because I'm still at wow because I'm like, "Like I do find it because never Never, ever, never. But I thought the little country girl would mm-hmm. be traveling, you know, teaching, talking to anybody, doing nothing because I didn't see that. And, you know, at that time, I didn't see the self-worth of myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I just always thought, I don't know what I thought I would be, actually. So, you know, to see God do things now and for me to even be able to Life, you're like, okay, I can do this, and 
God is setting up stuff, and he's just so amazing mm-hmm. that he amazes you and just things that you never would have thought. And I can speak for me. Never would have thought I'd be where I am. Never would have thought that, you know, he, anybody would see any worth in me that would want to hear anything I had to say. Mm. You know, so it's amazing to see that. And I guess, you know, I really want to start um, – a mentoring thing for younger women with low self-esteem and those that are in foster care mm-hmm. to let them know that they can do it. Even though I wasn't in foster care, mm-hmm. was I was in foster care because it was my grandparents, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was a family member, but it wasn't my mother or my father. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So just let them know that, you know, you, you are somebody, you know. And it's amazing. I always say how he took me from rags to riches. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just... It's just it's amazing, and it's still amazing to me of the things that he's doing and places that I'm going and people that I'm meeting, and I'm just like, God, you are, you're funny, you know, because I never, never would have thought, you know, and after all these years, I've met my mom, mm-hmm. you know, just trying to build a relationship, you know, but it's really now about, you know, what is it that my next move, you know, what is the legacy that I'll leave for my son and my grandkids, you mm-hmm. know, stuff like that. You know, what will people say when I leave here? You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So now I'm just at the point, now that I'm living, laughing, and loving life because I only have one. Amen. Amen. On this earth, we certainly do. Amen to that. Amen. This has been an awesome conversation. I enjoyed myself. I enjoyed myself. So as we get ready to wrap up this segment and the final part of our interview, what scripture best describes you or what's what's the one that you love that you hold on to? Galatians 6 to 9. Be not weary and well-doing. But in due season, you shall reap a harvest. All right. So y'all don't faint. Yes, you will reap if you do not faint. Uh, That's one of my favorites as well. It was a song too. I think that John P. Key, now I'm dating myself. Y'all remember that song? Uh, John P. Key saying, let us not be weary in well-doing. That's right. For in due season, we shall reap. And the, the, the cause to that though, or what we need to make sure we do is if we faint not. If we faint not. So we've got to hang on in there. And there's another scripture I want to say in Proverbs that says, if we faint in the day of adversity, our strength is small. So um, sometimes it gets difficult. Uh, We've got uphill battles to climb. You all heard Bonnie's story and what the Lord took her through. And it's all for a purpose. We don't always understand it at the time. We don't always like it. Let's just be honest about that. We don't always like what God brings us through. We don't always get it. It's not always pleasant. It is for a purpose. And at some point in time, you'll see it or you may see it on the other side or perhaps um, it'll, it'll turn up in a ministry. It'll turn up in a missions trip. You'll see, you know, what God or why God allowed you to go through what you are going through. So uh, we encourage you all, Bonnie and myself, to hang on in there uh, with the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And if you don't have a relationship with him, now is a good time. Isn't it, Bonnie? It's a good time to get one with him. So yeah. Yes, absolutely. So Acts 2.38 is where you start. That's not the end. That is where you start. And Peter said unto them, you know, repent and be baptized and filled Be baptized in the name of Jesus, rather, and you shall be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And that's important to have the Holy Ghost down on the inside. 
And that gives you the power to be able to live this life, to hear what God is saying to you, so that you can move in the direction that he wants you to. So um, with that, Bonnie, any parting words as we get ready to wrap up? No, just live, laugh, love, enjoy your life. You only have one. That's right. I agree with that wholeheartedly. So, Bonnie, I want to thank you so much for being here with us. You have been um, completely amazing, very transparent, and have really blessed my heart. And I am sure you've blessed the hearts of the listeners as well. All right. BCU family, are you feeling like you want to get up and do something great for Jesus? I know, I know, me too, me too. So listen, I don't want you to be worried um, if you are unable to travel out of the city, out of the country, uh, like Bonnie did, or do something in great magnitude. And I I have that in quotes, great magnitude, or something noticeably great, uh, by people standards, that is. Uh, Many times when we, we hear really good conversations like this, we are riled up to do something uh, for millions of people when sometimes God has something uh, very different in terms of who it's going to impact, yet it's just as important. So what you want to do, BCU family, is to go before God in prayer and ask him what it is that he would like you to do. And take that task with his grace and do it willingly, cheerfully, and with the mindset that you're doing it to glorify God only. And that BCU family is what's going to make that deed noticeably great to God. It's all about pleasing Him. So listen, I'm along the lines of inspiration. Uh, What I'd like to know is what part of Bonnie's chat inspired your heart? So if you are not already there, please make your way to the BlendCouragesYou.com site. If you scroll down to part three um, of Bonnie's post, you'll see a comments box box there just waiting for you. So pop your comment in and let's continue the conversation. BCU family, please go ahead and subscribe to the BlendCouragesYou.com site. It's free to do so where you'll get lots of information, education, inspiration, and encouragement based on the word of God. You can also check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and on iTunes. So this is Glenn from BlendCouragesYou.com signing off. Thank you for stopping by. And until the next time we're together, may God bless you, keep you, make his face to shine upon you, and give you peace as you stay on the wall.